Welcome to the Menstruality Podcast, where we share inspiring conversations about the power of menstrual cycle awareness and conscious menopause. This podcast is brought to you by Red School, where we're training the menstruality leaders of the future. I'm your host, Sophie Jane Hardy, and I'll be joined often by Red School's founders, Alexandra and Shani, as well as an inspiring group of pioneers, activists, changemakers, and creatives to explore how you can unashamedly claim the power of the menstrual cycle to activate your unique form of leadership for yourself, your community, and the world. Hey there, welcome back. We've got an extra episode for you this week, and it's actually the first in a special bonus series that will unfold over the next eight weeks on Tuesdays. It's for you if you're a lover of Alexandra and Shani's Wild Power book, or you've been curious to read it, because it's a series of intimate and funny conversations that they had when they launched Wild Power, and they unpacked the core teachings of the book. And these conversations have a behind the scenes chatting around the kitchen table kind of vibe. And I hope you love listening in as much as I did. We actually have a buy one, get one free offer on the Wild Power book until the 21st of December. If you'd like to buy one and get one for a friend or as a gift for a loved one over the holidays. We're also running the offer for our menopause book, Wise Power. You can go to the show notes for this podcast at redschool.net forward slash podcast to find the link to get your free copy of either of the books. So just a little note before we start, the sound quality isn't as good as usual, so I hope you can bear with us there. And also these conversations were recorded before we embraced more inclusive language around the cycle at Red School. So when we say women, know that we mean women and everyone who menstruates. Okay, I'm going to hand you over to Alexandra and Shani for the first conversation, how to love your cycle or at least broker an uneasy truce. Uh, just to remind you, I'm Alexandra and I live in Malvern in the West Midlands of England, a very beautiful part of the country. I'm very blessed that I have the beautiful Malvern Hills as the backdrop to my home. Mm. And I am 64. Well, no, I'm not quite 64, actually. I'm nearly 64. <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm, of course, post-menopause. So I have a very particular view of the menstrual cycle now from this vantage point. Brings with it lots of richness. And and with me is Shani. And Shani is... Well, I'm, I'm not physically with you, am I? I'm sort of on the other, oh, no, no. other side of the country. You head south, keep going until you hit the shoreline and a little bit east. I'm in, I live in a town called Worthing on the south coast of England, and it's called Sunny Worthing. <laughs> I sort of, every time I say that, I, <laughs> I can't quite take myself seriously because if anybody here lives in England, you'll know that it's not quite sunny, not quite the sort of sunny that I know having grown up in South Africa. Now that's sunny. Um, but it is a very bright, uh, warm town, and it's right on the coast. So I have, I have the sea and the shoreline that I can walk along, and um, all the fresh air that blows off the sea, which I'm very, very grateful for. And um, I turned forty at the end of last year, uh, so I'm really in the 
depths of my cycle experience. Um, I have hopefully a few more years to go before I reach menopause and I am really reaping the harvest of my cycle while I can. That's one of the blessings about teaching this work is I, I am, um, yeah, I just, I see, I see from women who have gone through menopause how, um, how much they mourn the loss of their cycle. And it really spurs me on to make the most of every day of my cycle, like it or not. So <laughs> the, the urge to broker an uneasy truce is a reality for me. I'm like, I'm not going to waste my time fighting against this rhythm in my body. So yeah, I'm deep in uh, this. Is really important, isn't it, Shani, now to um, really shift to help women shift into a new relationship with their cycle mm. um, for a host of reasons, but because it is the most amazing resource, isn't it? So in this episode, we're going to talk about how the menstrual cycle is, in fact, the number one self-care resource for us as women. Mm. It's lovely what we call your natural rhythm of power, which we'll sort of unpack a little in the course of the talk. Um, it's your lovely natural rhythm of power for finding your own wholesome, creative life. And this is the piece de resistance, I think, that loving your cycle can lead you to loving yourself more. But it, just that simple act of, you know, you know, attending to your cycle with care pays, reaps extraordinary dividends, doesn't it, Shani, in terms of this, what we call inner kindness and um, tenderness towards oneself and, and building respect so um why don't we shani do you want to just kick it off with some yeah, questions well, well no i mean i was just thinking as i was listening to you it's such a far cry from the reality that most of us have grown up with you know that those as you kind of named those things about the cycle as being this incredible resource and being uh, a route to loving yourself i just thought wow that's not the reality that most of us have been brought up with that's yeah. not the you know, oh. that's just the message in the field. And and it's such a far cry from most people's experience of the cycle. And in a way, that's the starting place for most of us. I, I'm sure some of you listening um, already have a different kind of relationship with your cycle. And, I, and, I, and there are probably many of you who are really kind of wondering um, – what a good relationship with this, your cycle might look like or feel like or can't quite even imagine that possibility. You know, your cycle is just a real difficulty or an inconvenience or a struggle or any number of things. So that's the really the starting place for us and probably the starting place for this conversation today is just the, the awareness of what your relationship to your cycle is now. Um, so exactly. Yeah, so it's a, it's a question to, to ponder now. I mean, as we are beginning this conversation, just sort of sit back in your seat and be with yourself and feel into, you know, how it is for you. What is your relationship to your cycle? How do you experience it? How do you relate to it? Does it feel like a hassle? Does it feel like a resource, a support? Maybe um, there are parts of your cycle that you love and there are parts that you really struggle with. So 
your feelings are mixed. You know, there are parts that you think, yes, I've got a good relationship with this part of my cycle, but not so much with that part. And maybe you don't really even know much about your cycle. So that question of how well do you know your cycle is another one just to reflect on. Do you know the kind of physical signs? Do you know what day you're on at any given point? Do you know what to expect from the different days and the different phases of your cycle? Do you know when your period is due or do you get surprised every time it turns up? I mean, even though I chart very, very diligently, in other words, I pay attention to where I'm in my cycle all the time, um, obsessively, some might say, I'm still sometimes surprised when my period turns up. So it's not uh, it's not a science. <laughs> so that's your starting place, your relationship with your cycle now and how it is and how you feel about it and how you think about it. And uh, we're going to talk about coming to love your cycle more. Um, whereas we... Well, that- <laughs> Mm. Sorry, I'm cutting in here. This is coming to love your cycle. It's such a bold uh, statement, really, isn't it, Shani? Mm. Yes. Um, yes. From what you've just been saying about um, how it's so alien for most people to even think about their cycles, mm. um, to actually imagine loving it and thinking of it this as a uh, thinking of it as a real ally. So we do like to say or at the very least, broker a truce with it. Because we know that some of you may be really suffering with your cycle, um, but we actually really want to emphasize that coming into, um, just stepping towards your cycle, imagining it, even if you can't feel it yet, just imagine this cycle is on my side. Uh, I'm struggling with it, I don't like this bit of the cycle, I might have bad pain at menstruation or whatever it is, but it just would love you, we'd love you just to hold the idea that actually it's on your side and that it's actually trying to lead you to wholeness and lead you to wellness and that this simple act of learning to care for it, and we'll sort of unpack what that means in a moment, the simple act of learning to care for it better is then going to reap huge dividends. So as you step towards your cycle with care, it responds back mm. with with care, I suppose, mm. because in a way it's holding you. It's holding us, isn't it, Charlie? Mm. The cycle is actually, it's like a container that we can sort of rest in and believe you me, once you leave it at menopause, there is a period of time post-menopause where you will grieve that familiarity and the holding. And then it passes because there's a whole new world that unfolds. But there is a marvelous holding and um, kind of framing for our lives. It gives a kind of internal structure, doesn't it, to how we manage our life and manage our energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I'm thinking of this, is there anything you want to just come in with there, Shani? Because mm-hmm. I was just thinking of this whole thing of this natural rhythm of power that we mm-hmm. mentioned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That as you, as you get to know your cycle, 
So as you make friends with it, and we'll say more uh, about you know cycle awareness a little later on. Um, and as you get um, start to make friends with it, you're going to start to notice your own particular pattern. That it's not a random phenomena. That there is a lovely repeating pattern that happens month after month, and it's like a friend, really, mm -hmm. in some senses. But as you get to know that repeating pattern, we say that is your natural rhythm of power. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I love that phrase. Um, really captures the essence of something about the cycle or being in relationship with the cycle is uh, it's being in the groove of who you are being really in the groove of who you are and what you mentioned right at the beginning about the cycle being a resource that's that's in a way what we mean your rhythm of power you are in your own authority you are playing to your own timing you have this ever deepening relationship with yourself and who you are um and that's a very rich fertile ground you know, to be in relationship with yourself, to be in connection with yourself through this rhythm is a very rich, healing, creative ground for living life as a woman. You see, you're really... Yeah, we would say essential. <laughs> Absolutely essential. <laughs> yeah. it's uh, You're really in your flow, aren't you? You really are. This thing of self-care in the cycle, I think that's a good one to um, to flesh out what we mean because mm. we all know it's important to look after ourselves and there are so many ways of doing that. But there's something about cycle awareness that makes self-care a really authentic, real thing. I mean, not that general self-care isn't, but it's so connected to your own needs in any given moment. It's a real response to who you are and how you are. It's not just some, you know, something you apply, <laughs> you apply self-care <laughs> randomly. It makes, it makes self-care much easier, yeah, uh, doesn't it? Because about knowing, the if you're connected to your cycle, you're, as we said, you're connected to yourself. Mm. And so you know you're learning about your strengths and your vulnerabilities. You're learning about your boundaries, and 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 when you're giving too much, um, you know, when you've, you when you've um, crossed your boundaries and given too much, you will hear about it, particularly in the premenstrual phase. So you're kind of learning about the natural checks and balances within your own being, so that you don't burn out. Basically, mm -hmm. it, it, you know all. All cycles stop us from burning out. That's what cycles do. Cycles really teach us about sustainability. And it's kind of useful to think about other cycles in our lives, isn't it, Shani? Like the, the you know, sleep-wake cycle, our circadian rhythm. Yeah. And, you know, you don't, you don't argue with going to sleep at night, yeah. I mean, except if you're a child, possibly. <laughs> <laughs> if you're a five-year-old, you might argue about going to bed. But most of us don't argue. We know that sleep is crucial. I mean, it, the science is just undeniable in this area now, that you cannot compromise on sleep. Yeah. And um, it's just core for your um, physical well-being, your emotional well-being, and for your brain to function. Yeah. You to be a creative, functional being in the world, sure. you have to have sleep. Yeah. So, you know, there's, the cycles are this lovely pattern of activity 
activity and rest, activity and rest. And this is how we keep healthy and strong. And, you know, we have it through the seasons of the year. You'll notice how your energy change, you're out there, you know, in high summer, it's all action. And then winter comes and you want to curl up with a good book in front of the fire. Um, and, and the menstrual cycle is no different. You have your same rhythm of activity and rest. Yeah. And this is, this is the fundamental pattern for self-care. Yeah. And, and, the, and the thing about the cycle, sorry, Alexandra, that just got me excited hearing you say that again, because the thing with day and night and the seasons of the year, you know, we all, we're all experiencing the same thing in a way. They're external. They're outside ourselves, but the menstrual cycle is personal. It's your rhythm, utterly personal and unique to you. It's your personal rhythm. So it's, it's very precious in that way and, uh, and challenging because no one else is operating to that timing. But, you know, it's tailored, tailored for your, for, for you. That's so important, isn't it, Shani? It's yeah. really tailored to you. Yeah. So, so, uh, so yeah. just on this thing of the importance of cycles, um, as you were saying, it's, it is this thing of, as you come into relationship with your cycle, you learn to manage your energy better. And I, I read someone, a very smart woman posted uh, somewhere. She said, it's no longer about managing the to-do list. It's about managing your energy. That's where it's at. And I thought, absolutely, forget about, <laughs> you know, managing to-do lists. Manage your energy and everything else will fall into place. And the menstrual cycle is exactly that. It's your it's your guide it's your coach it's your way of managing your energy if you listen and respond to it <laughs> that's a really brilliant thing i like that it's not about the to-do list anymore it's about managing your energy yeah. and the cycle is the number one means for doing that it's just brilliant yeah so you as you do this as you as you make friends with your cycle more and more and learn to discover the places in the cycle where you're supercharged and the places in the cycle where you're vulnerable and you take care of that overall you're going to feel so much more respect and kindness for yourself and you're going to have much more overall energy and um, a sense of balance, really, isn't it, Shani? Because, I mean, of course, I know you get, we both of us get tired. We've worked our socks off this last year <laughs> writing the book. And, and we're both right now a little bit ragged and would love a nice long holiday. But, we, you know, we're very careful about cycles. Mm. And, um, and and even as we, we're needing, we're both needing a good long holiday, we're also just pacing that rhythm of activity and rest. You know, I'm a postmenopausal woman, so my way of doing it is a little different to yours. But you, with your own cycle, you know, you're very careful about honouring things. Yeah, I, um, I started to think what sort of condition I would be in if I hadn't been paying attention to my cycle over the last year. Yes, I'm tired now, and yes, I feel like I could do with a whole lot more rest, but my goodness, I would be, <laughs> I mean, I would be frazzled <laughs> to, yeah, oh, yeah. And people may be surprised to hear this, you know, Shani, but when we, you know, we had a very tight deadline with that book, and we still... I know we had to push the envelope a little bit. When you were bleeding, we really did factor that into our schedule, didn't we? And we, we, you know, we, 
you allowed downtime for you, I picked up the slack, or we did slightly different tasks so that you could be much more cruisy and let go, because we did have a deadline after all. But we did actually do quite well, didn't we, in sort of pacing. Oh, yes. And I think that's an important point, is actually to not aim at some kind of idealised perfection. <laughs> that's where you can go horribly wrong. Any move you make towards yourself, any move you make to come into relationship with your cycle, even in the smallest way, is can bring profound gifts and is a, is a very beautiful thing. So, you know, my fantasy cycle life is very different to my reality cycle life. And I just keep reminding myself to stay connected to my real cycle life. I didn't say at the beginning, but I've got two small uh, children, two girls. Uh, they are now growing up now, actually. My youngest is three. Uh, my oldest is five and a half. But, you know, I just, what I ideally would like in terms of self-care and my cycle, if I, you know, if I could respond to my cycle in the way my deep heart's desires asked for, you know, my children would uh, <laughs> be left to fend for themselves, quite frankly. They would be abandoned. <laughs> exactly. So, so there is the thing of, um, you know, a baby steps. We talk about 1% moves towards loving your cycle. And, um, yeah, that's plenty. That's plenty. So we recently opened the doors for our 2024 Menstruality Leadership Programme, which is the world's first training designed to help you embody your full authority and leadership through the power of menstruality. So if you loved the Wild Power book, or you're feeling called to explore the magic that lives within your menstrual cycle or menopause process, we warmly welcome you to join us for the programme. We have a super early bird offer until November the 30th, where you can save £495. So you can get that offer and explore the curriculum and much more at menstrualityleadership.com. That's menstrualityleadership.com. And here are a few words from one of our graduates, Ruby May, about her experience of the MLP. I remember when I received the invitation to apply for the menstruality leadership training and like the full body, all cells tingling yes that I experienced. It was like so clear that this is something that I have to do. And I remember so clearly that that excitement was also about tuning into the place that the invitation came from because I could sense that it came from such a deep and wise and embodied place. And that that was so refreshing in a world that just feels full of different courses and information and all these different things that you can do. And I could just sense that, wow, this is something really different. And it has changed my life in such beautiful, subtle, yet deeply impactful ways. You know, this is no weekend workshop or short term fix really it's like a lifelong commitment now it's like planting seeds that will then blossom for years and years and years to come i am so 
grateful to feel like I get to be part of the puzzle and find my unique way to share this and am ever in gratitude uh, for the Red School for being such a catalyst on the start of my journey. Quite like to pick up on something here, Shani, which is um, this whole cultural stuff that we alluded to at the beginning. You know, we talked about um, just how today still, you know, it's really hard to talk about the menstrual cycle publicly. But also, we've got this huge cultural legacy of um, of loathing and uh, a sense of danger around the menstrual cycle, and loathing and a diminishing of who we are, and that. Um, you know, the idea of the menstrual cycle is a, a limitation, a weakness, and that, you know, at one point they thought women weren't worth educating because we had, because we menstruated. I mean, just bleep. <laughs> maybe, you know, maybe what they didn't realise is we didn't need educating. We, we had it all <laughs> We had it all, had it all inside. <laughs> and, and, for instance, you know, um, that all that sort of premenstrual charge that we have, that almost kind of shamanic intelligence that comes through, those powerful feelings. And if women have been repressing themselves and repressing themselves, you know, premenstrually, that's going to start to show. And you just wonder how many women were, this is really challenging to say this, were, you know, put away for the, you know, that they sort of went mad at that time and were seen as mad. You know, it's heartbreaking. And I think, I think a lot of women, maybe not always consciously sort of hold that cultural story in them. And um, because I've often met women who just don't want to know about the cycle. They're just not interested. I often think those women actually uh, have a kind of real intelligence for this work on the cycle. But to, but to touch that work would open up a can of worms for them, you know, a deep well of feeling that isn't just personal. There's a kind of historical thing that's going to come through. Mm. And I, I'm saying it's kind of quite strong to say it, but I feel it's important to say it because some women really don't want to know about the cycle. And, and I actually never, ever push it either when I meet them um, because they know what they're ready to take on and not take on. So if you are a woman who's listening to this and is going, whoa, you know, I don't want to open that door. Um, well, you must listen to yourself. But we would, of course, perhaps suggest taking tiny baby steps, yeah. just very small yeah. steps towards, particularly if you're suffering, you know, with extreme, for instance, premenstrual stuff um, or very extreme menstrual pain, I often think it's the women who suffer that hold the kind of cultural trauma, mm -hmm. uh, they're the ones that kind of hold it in their being. And um, we all need to restore the power of the cycle for, for those women to heal yeah. um, so that they yeah. all feel comfortable culturally, you know, out there in society. So I just really want to acknowledge that it, ha it hasn't really been a menstrual love fest um, and it's own, you know, for centuries. Uh, centuries um, yeah. and really only in the last few years that there's been mm. or dare I say just the last year or two that we're suddenly seeing a real shift around talking about menstruation I mean frankly menstruation just can't keep out of the press these days it's all it's a right sassy old creature and I just love it for that <laughs> <laughs> menstruation is just popping out everywhere in the press I mean every day 
almost. You see another story about it. So something is changing. You know, I think uh, there's the kind of archetypal forces are on our side. The feminine is saying, well, the feminine is saying, I'm back, I'm coming back, I'm back. And this is part of my work to restore this knowledge. So it's on its way now, that's for sure. Yeah. Mm. Oh, it's so good that you say that. I mean, I, I feel uh, very provoked when you talk about all that kind of cultural stuff. But I think it's important for us to have this in our awareness as we're coming into relationship with our cycle because a lot of the murky waters that we move through as women as we come into relationship with our cycle are not personal. You know, it is the collective cultural baggage. So if you're feeling some kind of repulsion or fear or ah, any number of uh, feelings of resistance, just consider for a moment that this could be the cultural story that is working its way, um, you know, through you as, yeah, I think that's, that's a very good point that you make, Alexandra. It's really good for us to have that in our attention. And, you know, I mean, honestly, even after tracking my cycle for years, I'm still encountering deeper and deeper levels of this tension between me really living in sync with my cycle and, you know, the 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 expectation and the way of life that surrounds me which is not <laughs> which is not um acknowledging recognizing appreciating supporting you know cycle-centered life so you know no, definitely not cycle friendly on any level yeah, yeah. i mean menstruation yeah. is coming out of the closet and that's a brilliant door opener but cycle-centered life you know this is really a whole new revolution that we're talking about here this is this is really radical and you know if you are living in sync with your cycle make no mistake you are an activist you are a revolutionary you are doing something that is immensely challenging both personally and in terms of what's happening you know around you culturally <sighs> no yes just you know following on from that shani there are two things one is i feel it would be just really appropriate to share our vision for this work yeah since we're talking about you know the reality out there and the reality that we want to create out there yeah and, and before we read that vision I, um i just really want i just want to say to those women who are suffering right now with bad period pain or bad pms that loving your cycle is utterly the first medicine for healing symptoms because as you make friends with your cycle a whole level of tension or stress falls away and that stress is party to the symptoms it, it's causing it's helping i mean of course all menstrual problems are multifactorial but at the very bottom of all those uh, factors is stress all sorts of stress mm -hmm. and just release the stress of fighting the cycle and learning to move with its rhythm with its pattern of activity and rest and just really letting go of menstruation um really eases symptoms and i am a woman who suffered horribly it's how all this work unfolded in the first place was um, because of outrageous menstrual pain i had and it was 
deciding to follow my cycle that was absolutely the door opener to the great healing. So I can stare anyone in the face who suffers and say this to them very congruently. Make friends with your cycle. It's actually a remedy. Mm-hmm. Mm. Beautiful. Yeah, let's hear um, our vision, which is we've written about this in our book, Wild Power. Yeah, I think it would be lovely for us to read this and just share how we how we intend for the work we're doing at Red School and for the work that each of you is personally doing, how we intend for it to unfold. Of course, you'll have your own personal vision, but we want to share ours. And uh, if it inspires you to please um, join us in holding this intention. We'd like to share a vision with you that we hope will open possibilities for your own personal journey as a woman and where that might lead us as a society. We've no intention of going back to some remembered past or trying to recapture some ancient ideal. Our feet are firmly planted in the 21st century and we believe that our vision speaks to the needs and dreams of our time. Imagine a society in which the cycles of life are revered and respected as quiet orchestrators of our lives, instilling a deep reverence for the planet and everything on it. Imagine that the menstrual cycle is understood as the heartbeat of that great orchestration and most crucially honored as the sacred source of life for us humans. Imagine that knowledge of the full spectrum and power of the menstrual cycle is commonplace and all women feel the utter rightness of having this experience within them. Imagine a world in which the menstrual cycle is respected as a woman's spiritual practice. Imagine girls growing up in this menstrual affirming world. When a girl arrives at menarche, She feels a real dignity and a strong yes to her being. Once her cycle has established itself, she learns how to chart it, how to record the physical, mental, and emotional pattern so that she can literally read her own body. Awareness of the menstrual cycle becomes second nature, as natural as eating and sleeping. When the issue of contraception arises for a woman, She's already grounded in cycle awareness, including her fertility signs. Instead of hormonal contraception dominating the conversation, she now has choices. As she matures, she receives teachings on the inner power of the menstrual cycle and how to work with it as an inner guide and a tool for creative well-being. Over time, these teachings and inner discoveries expand into a deeper creative and spiritual journey. Imagine that throughout our communities and institutions, there are respected women who are professional holders and teachers of this menstruality knowledge. They support girls and women from menarche to menopause and beyond through the passage of a girl's emerging sexuality and if, she, and if she so chooses, in preparation for conception, pregnancy, birth, and motherhood. Imagine that as a woman grows into the powers of the cycle, she befriends her sexuality 
and is gradually initiated into the full ecstatic sexual power of the female body. She's empowered to experience enormous pleasure and sexual freedom and is perfectly set up for the journey to motherhood. All women choosing to become mothers are prepared for conception, pregnancy, birth and motherhood through the practice of cycle awareness and the knowledge and self-understanding that creates. Imagine that women are so grounded in their menstrual cycle, they naturally develop trust in their body and their inner life-giving processes. So when they arrive at the threshold of giving birth, they have the necessary faith in their body and months of experience in the art of surrender. Imagine that throughout a woman's menstruating years, she grows a fierce inner dignity about the, the uniqueness of who she is, a deep affirmation that comes through her mindful engagement engagement with the menstrual cycle. Through years of cycle awareness, she's supported to grow into her full capacity to take responsibility for who she is and the world that she lives in. Imagine a world in which menopause is recognized as a healthy, organic step in a woman's evolutionary journey. In her deep self, a woman knows she's been prepared for this moment, even as she might feel trepidation. Because she's developed impeccable self-care from years of living and loving her cycle, she knows her physical and emotional vulnerabilities and how to care for them. She willingly accepts the necessary initiatory challenges of menopause, knowing that post-menopause she'll step into the vital and powerful role of serving her community and the world. She knows she will be profoundly met and respected as a smart, wise, authoritative, and beautiful older woman. Oh, yes, may it be so. <laughs> may it be so. Wow. Mm, lovely to share that with you, share that piece of the book with you and share our vision with you. And lovely to start this Wild Power series conversation with you we uh we want to end by inviting you to set your own intention for yourself for your relationship with your cycle to just take a moment to think through what you want your relationship with your cycle to be how you want to care for it and then take some time to make a clear statement about that uh, for yourself, somewhere you can write it down. Uh, if it's come to you very quickly right now, please feel free to, please, uh, feel free to share it in the Q&A box or in the comments. If it's something you need time to formulate, feel free to share it on our Facebook page at any time. We would love to hear what your intention is what it is you're holding for yourself for your new relationship with your cycle i i, I just want to say please 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 come and share it because yeah. it will also help it'll just be lovely to hear your intentions and um, it sort of feels like you're putting a lovely energy out into the world with that intention. And another woman might see it. So if you share it on the Facebook page, you know, another woman comes along and sees it and goes, oh, wow, 
could that be possible? Yeah. And start this lovely, you know, um, lovely positive uh, process rolling. Um, yeah, we could all inspire each other because it is about opening our minds to something that has never been seen before. Well, certainly not in our kind of recent history. So it would be so lovely to hear what your intention is for your relationship with your cycle. Yeah. Mm. Thank you. Well, thank you. Yeah, thank you for listening. We're looking forward to more conversations like these. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope this episode has helped you to experience a little bit more of the magic of your menstrual cycle. We hope to see you again next week for another installment, this time entitled Discover the Original Woman's Spiritual Practice. Wow, that was fun. Thank you so much for listening to this special bonus episode. We'll share the next one on Tuesday next week, along with our regular Thursday episodes. If you'd like to buy a copy of Wild Power, you can get one for a friend too, for free, until the 21st of December. And we're also running this offer for our menopause book, Wise Power. So please go to the show notes for this podcast at redschool.net forward slash podcast to find your link to get your free copy of either of the books. So I'll be with you on Thursday. And until then, keep living life according to your own brilliant rhythm.